Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan. Brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, Jim, has been around for a minute, as the kids would say. Uh, he's now second all-time in wins. He won't catch Marty Brodeur, who's got a ridiculous number of victories. But what a career for him. It's got to be a little hard for Fleury to kind of deal with the kind of the end of his career here and not being very good. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's already accomplished so much, and mm-hmm. now he's number two all-time in victories. Uh, he may never be, I mean, obviously nobody's going to catch Brodeur. He may never be caught, caught in terms yeah. of being number two all-time. And, I, you know, I tend to pull the camera back. Uh, he, he's a little kid who wanted to play in the NHL. He ends up second all-time in victories. Um, yeah, it's a frustrating season right now, but he chose to come back. Mm-hmm. Listen, he, he chose to come back to the Minnesota Wild. It, it wasn't like he came back to to a team that was going to win the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a rough season, but he and it took too long for him to get to this milestone, you know, relatively. But he got to the milestone, um, and you know, he he wanted to play another year of hockey. He might yeah. he might want to play another year of hockey next year. I mean, it's just it, you know, we all talk. We all, of course, winning and losing is always the context for our conversations. But God, the guy's making millions of dollars, doing exactly what he wants to do. He's mm-hmm. already. You know, won championships. He's already had a Hall of Fame career. You know, if he wants to keep playing, you know, there's nothing really wrong with that. Yeah, it seems like hockey is one of those sports where guys can play uh, a long time. Uh, uh, I mean, wasn't Mario Lemieux? Didn't he come back? He was well into his 40s, and and yep. we've seen other guys uh, do that too. Or maybe I'm thinking of Yaramir Yager as the guy who did it. Actually, Yager, Yager played yeah. forever. Yeah, almost 50, I think he was before hanging it up. So it's certainly doable. Yeah, and, you know, backup goalie is not the most strenuous job. Uh, (laughs) You know, I mean, it's, you know, you you keep your skills sharp, but you're not, you know, you're not out there body checking or getting checked. You're not trying to uh, maintain a skill where you're trying to rifle a shot 100 miles an hour through eight people to to a corner of a net. You just need to play your position and have still have decent reflexes. And, you know, he still, I mean, he played really well last night. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know, you know, where his skills are overall, but I mean, he can still be a backup goalie in the NHL if he chooses to. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Gophers men uh, beaten last night. They just couldn't make shots. I mean, it was awful. What are they five for thirty or something from three point range? Really struggled shooting the ball. Yeah, I was there, and uh, you know, they started off by creating a lot of chaos. I thought Hawkins was great for the first however many minutes of the game. They get up to a fourteen to three lead. They're disrupting everything Iowa's doing. They're not letting Iowa get in their half-court offense. As soon as Iowa got to a point where they were breaking the breaking the pressure and getting to their half-court offense, they just destroyed the Gophers the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, in part because the Gophers couldn't stop their their offensive flow and their back cuts and their passing, and in part because they didn't counter on the other end. Five for twenty-nine shooting three. Um, you know, I also thought that. Uh, Cam Christie really gave them a boost. Start of the second half, he was making three pointers. He was, you know, he was one of the rare guys who was actually making shots. And he really didn't play much the last ten minutes of the game. I thought that was a mistake. They needed a shooting out there. Mitchell did not have a good game. Dawson Garcia is really the only guy who had a good offensive game last night, and that just wasn't enough. Yeah, and and you know, Farrell Payne played really well the game before, and then yep. he only had about thirteen, fourteen minutes of last night's game as well. Yeah, and he, I think he makes a difference. Uh, you know, he he at least makes people uncomfortable. He at least is a presence inside. Um, and I, I think Ben really values Ola Joseph and his hustle and all those things, but Farrell Payne is just a bigger, stronger. He's more of a 
true inside player than Ola Joseph. I think, to me, Ola Joseph uh, projects to be more of a, a bench player. And the guy you bring off the bench and he gives you great energy and does all the little things. I, I would rather see you know, Payne in the uh, starting lineup on this group. Yeah. You referenced uh, the uh, Gophers' top uh, assistant coach, uh, Dave Thorson, getting after the guys a little bit uh, on the bench last night. Is that kind of his role, or does Ben Johnson do that sometimes, too? It, really, Ben is more of a calm guy, and mm-hmm. Dave is incredibly fiery. I mean, when, when Dave coached at uh, De La Salle High School, I mean, he was one of those guys, he, frankly, he's the kind of guy that if you coached against him or if you were a fan on the other team, you'd hate his guts because mm-hmm. he stood and screamed the entire game. Uh <laughs> Excellent coach, but man, he just—he's just incredibly intense. He wants his guys doing exactly the right thing every second. He hammers on them, and uh, you know it's been effective for him over the course of his career. But man, he is intense. And of course, last night he was right. Mm-hmm. They were just getting back cut all game. They're getting beat by the same play over and over and over. So I, I, in this case, I really don't mind him or or blame him for being that angry. Is it a lack of communication when they're getting beat by the same play? Uh, what's going on when that's happening? I don't know. Um, I mean, it just felt like you could see it coming. You know, here's the back cut, here's the back cut, here's the back cut. Uh, and it kept working. And, of course, Iowa does that against a lot of people. So part of, it is, part of it is you have to give credit to Iowa. They run that offensive system. They have very smart players. They have skilled players. They can get their shots where they want to. Uh, it, it just felt, you know, a really big picture here, you know, Ben is kind of piecing together a team every year, and it feels like uh, part of his part of his challenge during these seasons is to get these guys to a point where they really are playing well together, and it feels like by the time he gets them playing well together, the season's almost over. Yeah. Uh, the NFL uh, divisional round has uh, wrapped up uh, for the playoffs with two games yesterday. The, the fans sat in snowbanks in Buffalo and watched that game. Uh, you know, a hearty fan, certainly, and, and the Bills kind of dominated. You know, in the middle of the year, there was people wondering if Josh Allen really could take a team to the Super Bowl because of the number of turnovers. Then all of a sudden he flipped the script and he's been, you know, Superman again here for the last six or seven weeks for them. They're going to be a tough out. Well, he, he's he's an unbelievable player, mm-hmm. and he's an unbelievable athlete. I mean, he's like 6'7", 245 pounds, and mm-hmm. he can run people. I mean, you saw Steelers defensive backs not wanting to tackle him. Yep. Um, he's a remarkable player, tremendous arm, tremendous. He's just a great player. He he, and he does turn the ball over more than you would like. Mm-hmm. The question is, is it feasible for him to be the the game wrecking, dynamic player he is without taking any risks? Because he, you know, I mean, if you take if you tell him to not turn the ball over anymore, you're going to lose some of the big plays he makes too. Uh, right now, though, he's he's playing great, mm-hmm. uh, and they're dangerous. I, I think you know one of the defining games this postseason will be Chiefs at Buffalo, first true road playoff game in Patrick Mahomes' career. Uh, but he's not afraid of cold weather. Uh, the Chiefs are playing well. The Chiefs' defense is going to defend Josh Allen much better than the Steelers did. Uh, if his receivers do the job for him. You know, they're very capable of going in there and winning. But if the Bills somehow win that game, you know, they're probably the second biggest threat in the AFC go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, big game certainly there. And then, and then, you know, it was predicted by many that the Eagles would just complete their collapse and lose in Tampa. But I didn't hear everybody saying it would be a three-touchdown difference. They just, they just quit on the season, it appeared, which is really shocking. 
they didn't tackle at all. Yeah. I mean, they didn't even seem to be trying to tackle. Um, obviously, a very a crisis of leadership there. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't, you know, they don't seem to be supporting Sirianni. Uh, and I thought Aikman, Aikman can bore the heck out of me sometimes, but last night I thought he was on point. He said, you know, they'd Sean decide, things start going south defensively, and instead of trying to fix it, they just hand the play calling over to Matt Patricia, who's a failure. Mm-hmm. Matt Patricia's a ter- terrible coach. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, his guys aren't tackling anybody for any reason at any time. Yeah. Uh, they had offensive problems, too, but the, but the def- defensive problems were embarrassing. And here's the thing. The Buccaneers probably dropped eight passes in that game. Yeah. If the Buccaneers' pe- receivers had caught the ball at a competent level, that would have been one of the greatest blowouts we've ever seen. Yeah, they were terrible. Uh, and, they were terrible. And yeah. they still just blew them away. Yeah. I, I'm I'm happy for Baker Mayfield. I've never been the biggest fan of his necessarily. I think he's got got a little over the top in Cleveland with all the commercials and things like that. But he's been humbled, and he's played great for the Bucks this year. He had his best career, best year of his career uh, this year for a team that really didn't have big expectations. Uh, I think he's shown some real leadership and some real grit. Uh, of course, him, him coming in and beating the Vikings in the, in the opener here uh, really set up both of their, those teams for where they were headed. Uh, so I do listen. I always liked the spunk he played with. I also thought he kind of embarrassed himself with some of his seasons and some of his antics. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, he's just kind of fun to watch play, frankly. Yeah, and and you know what? He he is a guy who will play hurt. He he is a leader of men. I think it, it certainly seems he's just short in stature and sometimes throws some wild passes, but. But you know the Bucks are following him. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. And uh, and if they play a little bit better for him, he'll they'll be a threat in Detroit. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at Five Sports of Todd and Suhan. Brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Cardinal hockey tonight at seven.